the Ortho PAC hosted by Sam Dyer. Welcome to the Ortho PAC where we discuss up-to-date orthopedic topics for the busy clinician. I invite you to sit back and relax as I attempt to fill in the gaps between education, current events, and real-world practice. Listeners, today I want to welcome Kristen Burton. Kristen is a PA who works in pulmonary critical care, mainly hospital-based, and Kristen, you can update me if I'm saying this wrong. I do know one thing that's for sure. You have a passion helping PAs with personal financial issues, and we're very excited to have you on the podcast. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it, and um, I'm excited to talk to you guys. Running a podcast, a weekly podcast, I'm always looking for somebody to give me an interview. And full disclosure, I found your information on a JAPA podcast discussing topics on PA financial economics. And what was really interesting to me is your information on pre-PAs and PA students, because that is a big problem, especially with our newer members. You know, how am I going to pay for this student loan and and everything? And after reading some of your stuff, I, I was excited to have you on. So thanks for being on again. Can you tell us a little bit about your background and how you came into understanding more about finance, your own personal financial situation, and kind of where you are now? Honestly, my passion for personal finance was really born out of my own financial mess. <laughs> I graduated in 2016 and had $161,000 in student loan debt at that time. Now, I knew nothing about money. Um, you know, I'm married now. I was married then too. And so we had a small mortgage and then that student loan debt, really no assets to speak of and no clue what we were doing. Most of my student loan debt was I shouldn't say most, probably half was private. And that half that was private was really high interest, like 9, 10, 11%. And I really didn't know, again, anything. And so I just decided, well, the best solution to this problem is going to be to pay it off as quickly as possible. And so that is what I did. We lived off of what was at the time, my husband's $30,000 a year income. And I ended up with a full-time gig plus about four per diems and worked, 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 worked every single dollar I put towards my student loans. And I actually paid them off in 16 months. Once that was done, I realized I still didn't know anything about money. (laughs) I still didn't know how to actually create what I wanted to create and how to build wealth and how to invest. And so I ended up taking a very prolonged dive into the world of personal finance and ultimately along the way realized that most people in our space are very similar to me in the regard that, you know, we're motivated. We we tend to be you know, type A type of people, but this is a, a new skill set and a new knowledge base that we don't have. And so I started bringing really just financial education to this community so that other people could ultimately, you know, create what I was able to. Your story is fascinating. I, I read about it. I listened to the podcast and I also signed up for your website, which we'll get to after a little while. But for those of you out there that are new grads, especially our newer colleagues, it would behoove you to visit Kristen's website. And like I said, we'll go over this later, but but it's really important in debt. I mean, that's like a small mortgage payment or a vacation home. How in the world did you get out from under that in just a few years? That's amazing, especially at a high interest rate for a good portion of it. It was really generally extreme frugality combined with a lot of work hours. 
I spent, you know, probably 80 hours a week in the hospital that whole time, that whole 16 months. And of course I negotiated well for my pay. And really I kind of ended up viewing it as this is my own little residency, so to speak. I didn't do, um, you know, any post PA school experiential uh, additional training. And so I just, I spent a lot of time in the hospital, got paid well to do it ultimately from again, negotiating well, and then reallocated every single dollar that I earned to the student loan debt. I gotcha. So eating rice and beans and driving <laughs> a, a small little car, a Kia or something like that. No offense to anybody that drives Kia. It but, was a $4,000 Chevy Cobalt, but yes. <laughs> perfect. Yeah. I And, you know, we've had these at our annual meetings every year. We have a new PA primer and, and by far and above the questions always, what am I doing? I'm working myself to death. I don't feel like I'm getting paid enough, all that. So I also want to give you kudos, gender specific kudos for negotiating your salary. A lot of times that doesn't happen and women tend to make less than men. And I think part of it is negotiating skills. So I will say I talk to a lot of healthcare professionals about money and in the new grad space in particular, you know, you have like AAPA salary report data to look at, but just from my own experience, there's a widespread of what people are getting compensated out of school. And I think, you know, some of that is driven by private practice versus, you know, working for like a large hospital system, but some of it is also driven by willingness to have the hard conversations and negotiate that initial contract when you've never done that, you have no experience and it's intimidating. And so, you know, of course your starting pay really drives your subsequent pay for the next three, four, five years is even if you change jobs, you know, very few employers will expect you to take a pay cut. So when you have a higher starting place to work from, you can negotiate even higher from there. And then if you're doing a good job redirecting that earned income into income producing assets, that benefit ends up really compounding. Oh yeah. Compounded interest is one of my favorite topics. Hi listeners. This is Sam Dyer and I'm interrupting today's interview to remind you our annual meeting this year is called Ortho and Indy. It's from August 21st through August 25th. The venue is the JW Marriott and we currently have a room block for PAOS attendees. And then if you'll look at the brochure on paos.org website, you'll see all the quality content that we have. Not only do we have world-class speakers, we have workshops, optional mini sessions, food, social events. There's just tons of things going on. We hope to see you there. Well, let's say this. Let me give you a scenario. And this is pretty much the same scenario that sounds like you were in and a thousand other people every year. I am a new graduate and I take the first job that offers me a big paycheck, which by the way is why I think a lot of PAs change their jobs in the first couple of years because they get into something they're they're not ready for. So we've had podcasts about that before, what to look for, but let's just go back to that PA that's graduating and they're ready to start work. On their to-do list is to pay off their loans, but they also, you know, I've got to pass the exam. I've got to get my license. I've got to learn how to practice in my field. So it's up there, but it's not always the most prioritized problem that they have. So what do you say to these folks? Why should you prioritize paying off your student loans? And how do you start the process? Where do you go? What do you look for? How do you, how do you do it? Rice and beans and the Chevy Cobalt for a couple of years and working like crazy or or what do you do? No, I actually tell almost no one to do what I did. Uh, but, you know, it's my own personal story, but it's not necessarily the best approach. 
And really, this is one of my favorite questions. As a new grad, I understand, obviously, I've walked that path, how much there is to learn and know and how overwhelming the process is of starting your first clinical job. That being said, you know, you need to really add to your plate the task of learning money as a whole. And so when you come out, your plan really doesn't need to match anyone else's plan because there are nuances to you that matter a lot. For example, really, there's no one size fits all solution to debt. Most of it should be driven by interest rate. And so if you graduate with you know, $10,000 in credit card debt at 23%, well, yeah, you should be doing the rice and beans until that's cleared. If you graduate with, you know, a whole bunch of student loan debt that, you know, maybe is federal or maybe you were able to secure private student loans at a low to moderate interest rate, well, then that situation looks different. In that situation, say this. First things first, you need to be investing enough money right after graduation to ensure that you can at least secure a traditional retirement at like 65, 67 years old. Because you know, as I talk about all the time, really that process favors the young. And the longer that you wait, the harder that it is. Once you've hit that box, then you can have a really reasonable conversation with yourself of, do I want to pay off this moderate interest rate student loan debt quickly? Or do I want to build assets more quickly and pay that off more slowly? And mathematically, both of those are an okay answer. And so it really is personal preference. What I see happen is people that try to take the Dave Ramsey approach, um, and again, no, no negative uh, comment intended. I actually am a fan of him overall, but if you try to take that approach to the student loan debt, for example, and you know, let's say you're a new grad and you're making 100K and you have 200K in student loan debt and you decide you're going to single-handedly focus on clearing that debt without allocating any other money anywhere else in terms of investing, well, you know, that might take you five years. And so once that five years has passed, well, you know, depending on how old you were when you graduated and got that first job, at this point, maybe you're 35 or, you know, give or take, all of a sudden, your ability to retire requires you to invest quite a bit of money every month because your time horizon is short. And then those are the people too that come to me and go, hey, Kristen, I'm burnt out. And I really think I might like to secure an early retirement. Like I might even want to be work optional when I'm 55 or 57. Well, now all of a sudden you have to invest a large portion of your monthly income to make that happen because you're starting so late in the game. And so my number one piece of advice for people fresh out of school is this, your whole financial plan involves a lot more than your student loan debt. And I understand it's a huge emotional toll. I mean, I get it. I sat there with, you know, swallowing vomit down really when I added up my student loans going, I owe what? So I, I get what it feels like. But the more you learn, the more you'll see when you're in that moderate interest rate debt scenario, you really have to look at things from all angles and create a written plan that addresses all aspects of money, including investing for your future. Awesome. Thank you so much. Listeners, please visit Kristen at her website, strivecoaching.com. Is that right, Kristen? It's www.strivewithkristen.com. Kristen, I want to thank you for your time today, taking a few minutes to come on to Ortho PAC. For people that have questions, please visit the website. You'll get some good information out of it.
Thank you so much. I really appreciate your time and um, I'm glad we were able to connect today.